Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, speaking confidence coach and author of the book, Delight in the Limelight. I'm here to take you on a journey from the dread of public speaking to loving it instead. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to leave a review on iTunes cause I'll be choosing a reviewer by random each week to win one of my online programs for free. I'll have the programs listed in the show notes. Now, let's move on to today's episode. Have you ever made a mistake while you were speaking where you stumbled over your words, you forgot what you wanted to say, or maybe you said something that you realized was not correct? Today, I'm going to show you how to handle these things so they don't disrupt your sense of composure when you speak, because these kinds of things can send you into a tailspin, and even the possibility of making mistakes like these can turn you away from speaking altogether, and we don't want that. In episode seven, I described the troubled relationship with mistakes most of us have because of how school demonizes mistakes and penalized us for making them. If you suspect you've got some trauma around this, you may want to clear it away, which I speak about in previous episodes. But even after you've cleared your stuff, you still need to repattern the way you think about things in order to create the best experience for yourself when you speak. So let's rewrite the rules around mistakes. Here are our six mental reframes and reminders that will help you have a better handle and relationship to them. And I'll give you some examples later. Number one, mistakes happen. They're inevitable. It's not about if they're going to happen, but rather when will they happen? And the key is having ways prepared that you will deal with them so they're no longer a big deal. Number two, let go of your ego. Making mistakes doesn't make me or you any less worthy. And it's okay to acknowledge that we're not perfect. Number three, Mistakes can actually make us more relatable to others and offer opportunities for connection. More on that later. Number four, mistakes are useful. Well, we all know this. There's a lesson to be learned from them. They show you where you want to improve, where you want to spend more time and energy. This is the key. Don't make yourself bad for being in process. We are all in process. We're all learning. Number five, Mistakes can be fun and funny. I mean, who doesn't love a good blooper reel? Number six, keep it in perspective. Most mistakes you make are inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Often, unless you tell people, the only person who knows you made a mistake is you. When I was a teen, my friend Kathy, who lived across the street from me, loved to dance as much as I did. And we often choreographed duets to perform at the annual Temple Review. One year, we created a simple choreography to the Motown song, Get Ready, where we were doing the same steps at the same time. On the first night, right in the middle of our performance, I completely forgot the sequence. So I started to improvise. I mean, the show must go on, right? Kathy glanced over at me, and when she saw that I was not in step with her, she stopped, put her hands on her hips, and said, Linda, what are you doing? She was a year older than me, so kind of acting like the big older sister was kind of in character. I turned around as I danced, so my back was to the audience, and I whispered loudly over the music, I forgot the steps, keep dancing. The point is, the audience had no idea what we had planned, 
I eventually found my way back to the choreography and no one would have known if we hadn't announced it to the audience. Luckily, this is something that Kathy and I could laugh about afterward. Okay, let's get looking at what we can do with the speaking mistakes you may be afraid of. The first one is skipping a section or messing up the order. There you are happily going along and suddenly you realize you just left out a section. Well, it may be that what you were going to say isn't that crucial and you can just let it go and move on. But maybe that section is important for the audience to understand what comes next. Then you can stop and say, wait, before we go any further, I want you to know X. Or you can do like me and improvise for a bit until you find a spot where the information can logically be slid back in. The important thing is not to panic. Forgive yourself quickly. Trust that it will be okay. If you're taking questions later, you can always reintroduce the information then. Now, many people use slides when they speak, not just to enhance the visuals, but also to keep themselves on track so they don't lose their place. Well, there are mistakes that can happen then too. At least it did for me. In one instance that I can think of from a few years ago where I gave a talk with slides. At the last minute in the morning before the talk, I stuck a new image that I thought perfectly illustrated a particular point I wanted to make. But when the slide came up in the talk, because I hadn't rehearsed it, I blanked out. I decided to be honest and said, I can't for the life of me remember why I put the slide here, but I know it was for a good reason. So just give me a minute and we'll see if it comes back. Now, I didn't know if it would come back or if it wouldn't, and really either way it would have been fine. I would just move on. The image, by the way, was of a messy desk with spilled coffee over scattered papers. And I was just about to move on because it was taking a long time when it suddenly came back to me. I said, oh yes, another cause of speaking anxiety is not being prepared. And everybody burst out laughing. And then I realized the irony. (laughs) At the end, the president of the organization came up to me and said that was her favorite part of the talk. And she ended up hiring me as her coach. Number two, stumbling over your words. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this. If you stumble over a word or a sentence, please don't make it a bigger deal than it is. It isn't. We all stumble, just laugh a little bit, repeat the word or repeat what you were going to say and move right on. Number three, going off script and starting to ramble. When you notice that you are starting to ramble, rein yourself back in and just put a period on it as soon as you can. Then pause and move into your next point. So this switch from kind of being rambling to becoming more organized and definite will create this nice dynamic change in your delivery that will feel really good and masterful and also get you back on track. Number four is making a mistake or saying the wrong thing. This happens to me a lot and especially when I'm trying to speak Hungarian, which is the language of my husband's family. Again, the best policy is let yourself be amused, laugh a bit and say what you meant to say and then move on. Or don't laugh, just say what you meant to say and move on. Like maybe you said contamination instead of collaboration. You just give a little laugh and that also gives the audience an opportunity to laugh too. Everyone enjoys these mistakes and people will likely go away and say to themselves, wow, that speaker was fun. 
but maybe the mistake you made is about the information not being correct. I had a conversation with Sarah Heath, who was a software consultant and a math teacher during her career, and she said there were lots of possibilities for error in both of these areas. Sometimes she'd realize the mistake right away, or sometimes she wouldn't realize it till later in her presentation. So she'd circle back and say something like, I think I made a mistake back then, and what I meant to say was this. At other times, there might be someone else who corrected her during the, the presentation, and she would gracefully say, oh, you're absolutely right. Thanks so much for correcting or clarifying. What this signals to the audience is that it's not about your ego, but that you're there to be helpful. It's also really nice to highlight or shine the light on or elevate someone else who is present and contributing. It demonstrates your leadership. The last speaking mistake is forgetting what you are going to say. Now, Michael Port, who's the author of Steal the Show and is a mentor of mine and co-founder of Heroic Public Speaking, offers some really fun creative options for when you're speaking to an audience and you forget where you are, forget what you're saying. For instance, you can take a long, thoughtful pause as you peruse the audience. He loves this one. No one will be the wiser and they'll think that you're just thinking about what to say next. A side benefit of this is that it allows the audience to digest what they just heard. Or you could repeat the last words that you just said for effect, but this also has the effect of getting you back on track. Or go take a drink of water to buy yourself time. My personal favorite is asking the audience, where was I just now? What I like about this is that it feels easy to do and it's casual and it's also authentic to what's going on for me in the moment. Plus, the audience really seems to enjoy helping me out. I will often update my keynote and in one rendition of my talk about getting over the fear of speaking, I tried out this new section that had a list of six ways to repattern your habits. Now, I didn't have it fully memorized, so I was pretty sure that I was not gonna remember all six things. I also don't like using notes when I speak. Sure enough, I forgot what number six was. So I came right out and said, I can't remember what number six is. That's all right, we'll come back to it later. And it did. When I was chatting with several audience members, they shared how helpful it was to see me model forgetting in my it's not a big deal way. And now they knew how to use it for themselves. So when you allow yourself to show your vulnerability and imperfections, it's actually a leadership skill. You both model and give permission to others to be imperfect themselves. And it also creates connection. It's not that we're celebrating making mistakes, but we're celebrating taking risks and being authentic and being human. What I want you to remember from this is that it's okay to be where you are, even when you stumble or forget things. When you are assured of your own inner kindness and encouragement and understanding, you're creating this inner comfort zone where it's safe to be you. You'll take more risks and opportunities because you're not afraid of looking a fool, even to yourself. So I want you to think ahead of the mistakes and glitches that you're likely to make. Imagine seeing yourself handling them with humor or composure and ease. See if you can cultivate an attitude of experimentation that asks, let's see what it's like to do this. Let's see how I can handle this. Learning to handle mistakes when we speak is a skill. So embrace the opportunities that you get to build this skill and be more masterful with it. I guarantee it'll help you delight in the limelight. 
Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.